0: Now, before we get into the podcast today, a big shout out to our sponsors at manscaped.com. Now, fellas, how's your beach bod treating you? Manscaped is here to ensure your post quarantine body is ready for the wild. Don't be the guy at the beach with a bear rug on your chest. And if you're growing some quarantine man tits, just like myself, at least you can do is make sure they're hairless. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with a code KOA at manscaped.com. Now, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. This kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Be sure to use a crop sensor body wash just like myself to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code, once again, KOA at manscaped.com. Enjoy the show. And let's get into it.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to a red-hot edition of the Kings of Anglia, Ipswich Town podcast, sponsored by Manscaped.com. I say red-hot, obviously you're used to the red-hot takes that we bring you, the red-hot news that we bring you, but today it's literally just red-hot. I hope you're enjoying the sun. Heath Towers is sweltering. Um, I've had to put a shirt on a T-shirt on just to do this show. I don't think people are ready to see my my topless body on the video. Um, So for for reasons of decency, I'll put a T-shirt on, and I'm pleased to say my other two colleagues today are also wearing clothes. Um, I'm going to come to Stu, first of all, Stu, because you have got a new toy. After weeks, it feels like, of, of complaints about the audio, you have finally done what you promised to do about three years ago and bought yourself a mic, which matches up with all of us. So get ready, people, because Stu is now in full surround sound audio. How are you, Stuart Watson?
2: Mic check, mic check. How's that sound?
1: (laughs) That's loud, man. That's amazing. We've got so used to not really being able to hear you um, (laughs) that now I'm sure people driving along listening to this probably just crashed into a big tree when you spoke because Stuart Watson is, is here. He's in surround sound, Dolby, audio vision. Fantastic to have you with us, Stu. And of course, the man sporting the best beard of all of us. Uh, the youthful member of the team, the fourth wheel on the bus that is KOA, Roscoe, Rossi Halls. How are you?
0: I'm very well. I'm 25 now, so I'm getting getting closer oh. to, you know, Ancient. 30. So, yeah. uh, are you going to
1: apply the same rules to yourself when you get to 30 and, and just have a word with yourself and tell yourself to stop playing football?
0: Yeah, you know, nah, I don't know if I'll have a midlife crisis or not. I'm sure I'll get to that stage at some point. But um but yeah, we'll wait and see on that.
1: You just you just had a week off, Rossi, for your birthday. You went away to um the All Saints Hotel in Fornham, which is meant to be very nice indeed. Did you have a good time?
0: Oh, it's beautiful. A lot a lot of food. I did a lot of swimming. So I got my got my um swims in, um went in the steam room and sauna. Um did a record for myself. Of course you've got to make sure you're not in there too long because you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's what's, uh, the rec- what's the record? what's the record? This is like, how long you can stay in a sauna, is it? Is that the
0: record? yeah? I think I think the recommended time is ten minutes or eight ten minutes. So I, normally I don't last that long because I'm very, you know, I just can't I can't handle it. But I was in there for a good six minutes. So um, that's a PB. That. That's, that's a PB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you didn't do it proper like Nordic style. You did have clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. There was there was a few few ladies in there. <laughs> Older ladies, of course. Um, I don't know if they've been that impressed, you know, a 25-year-old walking around butt naked. Yeah, um, But, of course, I'm always butt naked in the hotel room, so that's fine. It, just naked the whole time in the hotel room, yeah. lovely. I'm not sure that the,
1: the lovely people of West Suffolk are, are ready for a naked Roscoe in the sauna, though, so so probably wise. Boys, we're, we've got a time limit today because Ross needs to go out. He's very important. He's got to jump out in an hour or so. So let's jump straight into the news. And And to be honest, there's not really a lot to discuss news-wise since we last spoke. Um, the obvious thing that's really happened since we last spoke, Stewie, is it looks like Town are going to miss out on one of their top targets for the summer. The beast, as I've been calling him, Matt Crooks, the uh, attacking midfielder from Rotherham. It's like he's going to sign for a championship outfit, to Bring us up to speed.
2: Yeah, sounds like he's going to Middlesbrough. Um, that was always the danger, wasn't it? That if, uh, if championship clubs came knocking, it would be A, more appealing to Rotherham, who clearly didn't want to sell to a League One rival and and B would, would be more appealing to Matt Crooks himself, who has proven himself as a Championship player, certainly last season. So that has happened. The hope for Ipswich was that they would be in a position to kind of swoop before Championship clubs got their houses in order and were able to make a move. But Middlesbrough have come in um, I think, obviously, geographically staying up north would, would appeal to Matt Crooks as well. So, not a lot Ipswich can do about that one. I don't think even if they'd have pushed the price up higher in the last week or so, that would have made that much of a difference. I think Rotherham and, and Crooks probably would have would have held fire for a bit longer anyway. So, um, Neil Warnock spoke after their, their pre-season game last night, um, loosely about Matt Crooks being a target, um, but... From the calls that I've made this morning, it sounds like that's all go. And Ipswich will uh, move on to other targets in midfield.
1: OK. Um, clearly, Town have had a very busy window so far. Um, they have, as as we said at the start of the window, as you as you said, Stu, they've had ambitious targets. And with ambitious targets, it's inevitable, I suppose, you're going to miss out on a couple of those targets. So Sonny Bradley now and Matt Crooks go in the uh, missed out on bin. How much of a blow, though, is it, Stu, f- for Town to miss out on Crooks? As we say, he was certainly one of their... Their top targets, and we talked about what a,
2: a valuable addition he would have been to the side. Yeah, I think anyone would be lying if they said they're not disappointed in this one. We know we've seen firsthand what damage Matt Crooks can do at League One level. Um, it would have been a big marquee signing. We know that. Um, the fact that Scott Fraser is signed, I think, makes it an easier pill to swallow that it's which have got a a proven top-class League One attacking midfielder in in the door already. Um, But that midfield area is still looking light to me. You've got Harper, Evans, Fraser as three new signings. Beyond that, you've got John Nolan, who is injured again and has obviously got question marks hanging over him on a fitness front, unfortunately. Um, And then you're down to Dobras and El Mazzuni's who... um, May or may not be needed out wide at this moment in time. So um, I still think they're they're light in that that central area. Um, Mark Ashton did talk in that interview that he did with us recently about being active on sort of three or four players per position. So making sure that you've got plates spinning, and if one plate drops, you've got another plate to turn to. And that is what Ipswich will do. It's not like suddenly they go, "Oh, Matt Crooks has gone." back to the drawing board there will be other irons in the fire that they can move quite quickly onto
1: mm. Rossi Matt Crooks not, won't be a town player it looks like and this is a a, a very surprising U-turn now um, how much does that bother you?
0: Uh, you know last week you know it's probably probably not a good week to have off because a lot of things was happening two signings the way kit got released um, yeah. I think Scott Fraser what sign that is I'm, I'm probably not as sad now. See, Matt Crooks not sign because they've just signed Scott Fraser, who scored 14 goals. Now a lot of those were penalties, but he's proven at this level. Matt Crooks he's just proven that he can play in the championship. So hmm. I think that would have been a massive cue. Uh, What's the word? It's a cue. It's a queue. Coup. coup. Keeping it. Coup. Coup. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. One of those. But um. But yeah, I think for him, he probably wants to make sure he's proven that uh, he, he could play in the championship. And uh, Middlesbrough, Neil Warnock. Who, who will want to play under Neil Warnock. Exactly.
1: Siri, um, you referenced there, obviously, they will have other targets. There'll be lists and dashboards and all sorts. Um, a- Any kind of insight? Or are, we, are we kind of at a stage now where they'll be kind of reassessing things and there's no names really to toss out there
2: from our point of view at the moment? I haven't got any names I can give you at this moment in time. Um, Earlier in the summer, Andy did a story on uh, Richie Smallwood at, at Hull, who was the captain and, Help them get promoted last season. Again, someone proven at, at League One level, formerly of Blackburn. I don't know if he's sort of still in, in the mix. He's obviously a different type of, of player to Crooks, would be one of those sort of deeper midfield players. But if you've got Fraser into players at 10, you know, it, do you look instead for someone that's going to play in one of those deeper positions just to give you a bit of competition there? I don't know. Um, then you could look to get in a winger that can also play as a number 10. For example, burson Salino. if you were to right. sign him, you could sign him primarily to play on the left, but also could play as the number 10 if, if Fraser was injured, for example. So mm. I think they'll be looking, Crooks was obviously a sort of a, a two-for-one type signing and that he could play 10 and 8. Um, there are other variations of that. You could look for someone that could play left and 10, that sort of thing. So we know Crooks wants to have a smaller squad. I think whoever comes in will will be someone that can play multiple positions mm. okay well time will tell on that town looked to have missed out on crooks but but certainly
1: watch this space clearly there's still going to be a lot to happen in this this transfer window for Ipswich town one of the midfielders that is already in the building stew and we're very pleased to have him at town Lee Evans scored an absolute worldie in the game that town played at the weekend it's a game at Fulham behind closed doors we couldn't go. Um, so, and we really don't know a lot about it because there's not been a lot of detail released about it. But one thing we do know is Lee Evans scored an absolute corker, didn't he, Roscoe?
0: I'll have to admit, I've watched it a few times. Skip. <laughs> is Lee Evans the new skipper? He's, got, he's been wearing well, he's, Captain he, armband.
1: He's definitely got to be at the moment, hasn't he? Unless they bring in a, a big hairy-ass centre-half. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, what, what a goal.
0: A new free kick, te- uh, free kick taker, you know. Yeah. Last time we we saw um people doing deliveries, on Edwards went in the Rose Z. Um so um, but no, what an absolute crack. I know it's a trainer match, and you know, I don't know who was in goal for Fulham, but what a hit that was. And oh, if fans are in the ground then that would be amazing. Hopefully we'll see a few more of those this season.
1: Yeah, he was on corners, wasn't he, when we saw him, Roscoe at Dartford. So so maybe he's gonna be in charge of the set pieces. So, Stu, is there any we don't really know a lot else about the game, do we? We know Town lost. Um, no, no shame there in losing to uh, to Fulham. But um, other than that, the, the very few pictures are out there. Luke Wolfman didn't look like
2: he played. Um, hmm.
1: there's, there's not. It's it's a game shrouded in mystery, isn't it?
2: Yeah, from from what we gather, it's the same starting eleven that started against Dartford. Um, so that was sort of Bon and Norwood up up front with Burns and Dobber on the wings, Harper and Evans in midfield, back four. Of, Danassi and Wolfenden, Enziala, Uh, Penny and Plagki in goal. So, uh, and then a younger team in the second half, so we're still not sure whether uh, Piggott and Fraser were involved, having only just arrived last week. Um, like you say, no great shame Now, I mean, Mitrovic was among the, the goal scorers for Fulham, so it sounds like they've put out some, some decent players themselves. So... Um, Fulham's protocol with these behind-closed-doors games is to to just say it happened and uh, not a lot else other than that. So um, Ipswich are then obviously due to play again today. Um, at Needham Market, the venue got changed to play at home uh, against Stevenage, uh, effectively at home against Stevenage, but unfortunately that, that got called off because of uh, a touch of the old COVID in the Stevenage camp, which... Um, which was a shame because we we were looking forward to that. And I know a lot of fans were as well getting out in the sunshine today and and seeing another warm up game. But uh, that one's off. So Ipswich won't be in action again till the weekend um, back at Portman Road.
1: Mm, It would have been lovely, wouldn't it, boys, today? The weather is beautiful. A 1pm kickoff, so no deadline pressure for us. Um, And and no doubt a decent crowd with with kids being off school. It would have been a, a great day there. Out, out at Needham but not to be so we move on to as you say to the kind of the marquee friendlies I guess now Crystal Palace Premier League Crystal Palace at Portman Road this weekend with fans for the first time since the win over Burton in December then they play the Luke Chambers Coles Hughes testimonial match down the road at Colchester which is now just one game uh, next Tuesday and then finish obviously with the return probably of, of Big Bart to Suffolk with Millwall um, a week on Saturday uh, and that's the final friendly um clearly we have to talk about the return of fans boys um what did you make of, of the kind of the lengthy list of, of rules and regulations that town have put in place that's what, obviously they have to um fans won't be able to get into the games this weekend unless they can prove they're double jabbed fully vaccinated or that they've um taken and returned a negative covid test within 48 hours of the game that's got to be the right thing to do though hasn't it roscoe
0: yeah, you know, a lot of people are going to be very 50-50 on it. Some people are not going to be happy. Some people understand. I think a lot of people who understand who have who have actually suffered COVID themselves or have lost somebody, mm. you know, you've got to take those precautions. I know it's a, a frustrating thing. You know, it's a lot of thing you got to do. But in a lot of different industries, that's what you've got to do. Um, of course, a lot of fans were expected it weren't going to have all these requirements. You know, they were looking forward to just, yeah, turn up. Make sure you don't no. have COVID. Turn up and then you enjoy the game. But you know, it's like it's like the U turn with the the clubbing. Won't get into that. But um, of course that that has a massive U turn, and I know a lot of people are not happy about it. But uh, but yeah, but it's going to be good though. I, look, I can't wait for fans in the ground again.
1: It's going to be yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? It's is clearly still not going to be normal. Um, I mean, we, I don't really know if we remember what normal is now. But um, and I'm you know, you have to point out that town. I'm sure don't want the, the extra hassle of having to check people's vaccination cards and negative tests and that sort of stuff. But it has to be done uh, if we're going to get football back and get, and start to get back on, on the road to normal, I think. Um, the other thing that's, that's come out is that all the bars now at Portman Road are going to be cashless. So contact contact payments. You like that, Roscoe? You're
0: a big fan. I was going to ask you what you made of that. I, just, I know a lot of fans, they get frustrated. Like, it's the 21st century. I know some people do like carry cash and stuff like that, but... Just quickly, and it's quicker, isn't it? You don't need to worry about, you know, change or anything. You Mm. just go, boom, there you go, beer done, pie done. Instead of like getting your money (laughs) out, I've only got a tenner. I've only, I know pies and beer sometimes are expensive anyway, but um, you've got to worry about the cash. And there's always queues, but now you just go, boop, 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 done. Happy days. But you know, I know a lot of people still love to use cash, but I think in these current climates, a lot of people use their contactless. So happy days.
1: I bet you are a danger with a contactless card, aren't you, Roscoe? Just whacking it everywhere paying for all sorts of stuff yeah 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 no problem bang do um do you boys still carry cash just out of interest I, I i really don't anymore
0: yeah, occasionally if i've got you know some if like for birthdays if i get money for birthday that's probably the only time yeah. i have cash around me but um yeah stewie
2: um and if andy was here he'd be telling you that i'm famed for having cash on me he's always uh, amazed that i've i've got cash in my wallet we will often have little wages on our away trips for certain things and I can immediately settle settle those wages with cash which he's always amazed by but I I would probably respond by saying that's that's overstated I think it's just been coincidence the few times that I've needed it I've had it in there I don't think many of us are great at, at carrying cash anymore are we
1: no, you've kind of forgotten about it, haven't you, during the pandemic? It's not something you've needed. Um, we should also mention Hutchie, obviously not with us today. He's on a, a week off, um, back with us next week in the build up to the season, and will be at Crystal Palace friendly this weekend. Stewie, one more thing before we move on to a, a really healthy helping of mailbag, the return of mailbag this week, which will be great to, to dive into. Um, in terms of Portman Road things that are happening, there's been some moves this morning to make Portman road look better with a lovely, we're we calling it a mural, a poster.
2: What's happening. Yeah. I like it. Uh, gone is that horrible peeling plastic Brown, um, sun shieldy material on those windows along the, the, the back of the cobold stand along Portman road ends. And up has gone some iconic imagery of, of Ipswich town players and, and moments of old, and it just completely transforms the stadium. Such a small thing, um, but just looks so good. And it's, it's timeless imagery as well. Um, you know, depicts as you as you go from left to right along that road. You've it, it depicts sort of the history of the club from the sort of the club being uh, formed and joining the football league in in the 30s, all the way through the various iconic moments of of Ramsey, the FA Cup, UEFA Cup. The I think I believe there's a reference to the unbeaten home record in Europe. Which um, if they have to change that at some point, then that will be. Uh, I think they'll do that quite happily. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I think it looks really good. Um, makes a massive difference, and um, good, good on uh, Mark Ashton and Co for uh, for spotting it and getting on with it and making those changes. Yeah, these are these are little things, aren't they? These are not.
1: It's not like they're rebuilding the stand. It's just making it look like someone cares about it a bit more, Rossi.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not an, it's not, an, it's not a hard job just to put some, you know... On, on, it's great. I'm not I'm saying, oh, it's, it's easy, but it's... You know, I don't know why this hasn't been done before. Mm. You know, they could easily put, put together all this and it is just great to see the history, you know, and it gives an opportunity for the younger kids as well to learn the history of, you know, when it was formed and all these legendary yeah. players... Because um, you know it's getting to a point now where, um, you know, we're getting older now, and you know some of these are of course passing away and stuff. But it's just great to look back at the history. It's blue. Just make sure it's ke- you know kept up to date in terms. Of if it does start peeling, hopefully mm-hmm. they'll make sure it you know still looks good. Because sometimes those sort of things, they they put them up and then they forget about them, and then they start peeling off, and you go, oh yeah, that was good when it first came up, but now it's sort of oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm liking it.
1: I have a feeling that Mr Ashton is not one to let things like that happen. If you're sending sending staff members pictures of their dirty dishes in the canteen, I suspect he's not going to let that new mural just start to peel and fade. I I think he'll be all over that, like white on rice. Anyway, boys, mailbag time. We've not done a mailbag for a long time. And I thought it'd be good, because there's not a huge amount to talk about today, to speak to the k Army, who we've not spoken to directly to for a long time. So hutchie's not here normally of course he'd be the man charged with doing the mailbag tune so does
0: one of you want to take it on Stu, think
2: i think it's still time to shine well it's time to give the new mic a, a full run out i suppose exactly. um <clears throat> mailbag mailbag it's time for mark ross and Stu to go dip into the mailbag
0: <laughs>
1: yes there we go fantastic to have mailbag back and for the first question from Chris, East London Tractor Boy, I have to oh, cross over to our good friend Ross Halls. Um Roscoe, do you wanna do you wanna read that out? It's a it's a uh, question directed at you.
0: So he's getting me to pronounce a name of a player. Um I'll have to tell Chris, unfortunately, he's joined Fire Nord, so he will not be joining town. Um yeah. but the the player is called Ali. That's it. <laughs> come on have a go at it give the people what yeah. they want okay Alareza Alareza yeah Janaka Basho. no that's probably not. Right. not Janaka Bush, Bush- oh, Janaka <laughs>
2: break it break it down Ross just take it on syllable by syllable
0: Johan I'm going
2: re- to spell it out for the for the listeners so the surname is J A H A N B A K H. S H. Go on, Ross. One more time.
0: Go on, Jahan Bash Bash. Do you say the K? Mm. Jahan Bash. I don't envy commentators have to say that.
2: Yah, Yahhan Bakush. Yeah,
0: that's that's, yeah, that's it is a tough fair, one. To be fair, you did. I think you nailed
1: the first name though, Rossi. Alireza. Alireza. Ali, Reza, Ali, Reza. Ali How yeah. as you say Ali to his mates and also to you? There you go. Excellent. Um, Tom Lone, Lone, yeah, I'd say that. Uh, Stewie wants to know, who do you think are Town's serious contenders for promotion this season? Um,
2: I think, just getting up the league table to have a little a look at it. I think Charlton finished quite strongly last season. I think, um, I think they'll be, they'll be in the mix. Um. Sunderland, I think Pritchard is a very good signing for them. They're under new ownership. I think there's more business to come from them. You'd think that they would be in there as well. Wigan, we've talked about a lot this year. I wonder if they're going to be in the mix. Bolton have come up with a bit of uh, momentum. Um, it's a, it's a, we say it every year, don't we? But it's you know, it's a. You look at that League One table now, and it is like a mini championship now with, with uh, Sheffield Wednesday and um who else is in there rotherham yeah we've been sort of bouncing up and down between the divisions burton even we forget about teams like burton that have been in the championship not not that long ago as well so um doncaster it's it's a strong old league but um portsmouth as well still hanging about in in league one so um in answer to your question i'm not sure it will come from the obvious names. When mm. people talk about big League One clubs, you know, someone like Sheffield Wednesday, I think, might find a bit like Sunderland, Ipswich, Portsmouth, might find it takes them a little bit of time to kind of adapt to League One and get their house in order. And I think there might be some some dark horses that that always emerge. Um, mm. Lincoln looked good, quite good last season. MK Dons, if they can get themselves a a goal scorer, even with Fraser having left, I think they they could be a team that pushes on bolton i mentioned so um it's going to be a a fascinating league next season
1: yeah i mean championship obviously referred to as the hardest league to get out of in the world Uh, but league one is very much (laughs) coming close on the coattails now isn't it? it's like a murderer's row league one becoming with all all the sides in there who were the sides that finished like trains last season was it was it blackpool and oxford off the top of my head Mm. finished really strongly yeah, there's always, there's always someone coming forward. Both the of them
2: started very slowly, didn't they? Yeah, um, Blackpool, I think, are tipped as a bit of a dark horse last summer and then they started really poorly and I thought that was a bad shout. But obviously, they they came good and I guess they will be held up as a bit of an example if if Ipswich do start a little bit slowly and Paul Cook's already talked about, you know, it might take a little bit of time for this completely new-look squad to, to gel. Yeah. Um, so it's worth keeping Blackpool in mind the way they kind of finished and went up. Um, Oxford as well, they're in the relegation zone for for a few weeks and months at the start of last season and uh, and obviously finished finish really strongly as well. So uh, as much as we all want Ipswich to get off to a flyer in the sunshine in August, uh, and hopefully they will, it's that sort of November, December, January when the pitches start to get a bit heavy and the the game starts to come thick and fast. That is when the true test of character comes, and that unfortunately the last couple of seasons that's when the test of character has been failed. So hopefully this time around it's it's different. It's how you finish, uh, not how you start.
1: Mm. Uh, mailbag wise we've had so many questions we're not gonna be able to do them all so i'll just give people shout outs if we can't can't do the question jamie pt asked about covid which is a very serious question jamie um clearly there's there's some issues around that which we will address no doubt as the season goes on friend of the show harry butcher asked about players gelling which again i think we've talked about before and the sweet welsh prince friend of the show harvey davis says it's great to have mailbag back it's been a while i love this question boys i want to get into this Picture this, he says, you're at a bar, Big Mick, Hollywood Hearst, Lambeau and Cookie walk in, and it's your round next. What drinks are they going for? I can't see Mick ordering sex on the beach personally, but who knows? So what are you saying, Stu? What do you reckon, Big? you you might have an insight into this. What's what's Big Mick's tipple?
2: I don't have an insight into this, but I do have a thought, because most people's immediate thought is Big Mick, man of the people, Yorkshireman, he's going to be getting himself a... Just a bitter or something, you know. Oh, but yeah. I think Mick would surprise you. I think I've said before on the podcast Mick had a bit of a, a secret penchant for uh, for fancy sports cars and the finer things in life and 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 good meals and fine dining, which you wouldn't necessarily associate with Mick. And I think he kept that all a little bit on the on the down low because it doesn't quite fit his uh, his public persona. So I think Mick would shock you. I think out of those four people, he is the most likely to get himself a classy cocktail. I think he's going for a, you know, a, a Bo- James Bond sort yeah. of, uh, what was okay. it? The, the original, yeah, a Martini or a Vespa was the original 007 cocktail or white, white Russian, something like that. Something I could see him. I could see him going down the classy cocktail route. Whereas Paul Hurst is more of, yeah, I think he's getting himself a bitter. He's the sort of guy that's going to ask the waitress straight away. What have you got on tap? And then uh, she's <laughs> going to come up with whatever some, uh, oh we've got the cheesy ferret on today it's a, it's a local ale and he goes oh yeah i'll give that a try that's paul <laughs> hurst um paul lambert's getting a german lager all day because yeah. um, <laughs> that's what he does uh, and thing. paul cook i don't think paul cook's fussy i think yeah. he's just getting what whatever's whatever everyone else is having as long as it's alcoholic he's, he's getting stuck in because he wants to be at the heart of the festivities
1: yeah this is again. This is important. We should extend this to you boys because obviously, when you boys are out drinking now, I'm sure the KO army going to come up and offer to buy you drinks. What's your poison, Roscoe?
0: Um I'm not fussy either, really. Whatever's on on tap, you know, I'm happy with any any point really. Although <laughs> I'm I'm a bit classy sometimes as well. Sometimes a little bit of wine, a little bit of G and T sometimes. Excellent. Um, a bit of whiskey <laughs> if I fancy it. So um, yeah, just it depends where we're at. If we're just in a pub. Just give me anything just don't give me Stella. Stella's just dreadful. Yeah.
1: On, uh, you, there's only a certain age I think you can drink Stella up to before it starts to have a very bad effect on you. Um, I love the idea that anyone who drinks wine is immediately classy as well. Um <laughs> <laughs> Stu you're a, you're a straight lager man aren't you?
2: Um uh, if you're paying for it like yeah. Ross says what well, I'm not going to be picky. Um I do like a blonde a blonde beer. I do like, a, I think I've said this before, like a hoe garden, uh, something like that. That's me. Uh, and if you're asking Kawiami Army, mine's a Peroni. Uh,
1: and if maybe if I'm feeling excitable that day, I might have a, a whiskey and Coke. Or if the weather's like this, aspal cider all the way. This is the, this is the weather for Aspels. Um, Alan Cook wants to know, what's going to be seen as success and what's going to be seen as failure this season? Is anything less than top two failure And how patient are people going to be, Stewie? There's going to have to be an element of patience, isn't there? Because the turnover is massive with the playing squad. Um, There's going to be so many new faces coming in. But Town, I don't think, are going to start like gangbusters, are they, this season? Is that fair?
2: I don't know. I hope they can. Um, I think anything less than top six is a failure, no doubt about it. And I think not being in that top six uh, at various landmark points of the stadium will be carefully assessed by, by the ownership group and Mark Ashton. Um, the pressure is on um, from from day one. Um, everyone's talking about Ipswich, the, the moves that they're making in the transfer market, the, the level of player that they're they're chasing. So it's hard to say right now because we don't know what the final squad is going to look like and if they can land one or two more marquee-type signings in the mould of Selina, then then the goalposts move again. But I would say at the moment, anything outside of top six would be a failure. I don't think... Uh, I'm still reticent to say that Ipswich have to finish in the top two because it's a tough league. No matter how good the recruitment is, um, it's still going to be tough, but um, has to be top six. Has to be. No is, there
1: any, is there any way, Roscoe, in which a season which ends with town not getting promoted could be a success?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting one, really. Uh, with the signs we're making, I don't think fans will be very happy if we didn't get promoted or at least be in the playoffs and if we lose in the playoffs, our normal record is we have to lose three times and then win it the fourth time. Um, I don't know if we've got that patience that much now um, because we're getting promoted to the championship, not the Premier League. Uh I think if the season has been unbelievable, you know, exciting games, you know, we're, we're in the mix it? and then unfortunately injuries, you know, we're cursed with injuries if that strikes again and it is what it is. But I think, yeah, some fans will be disappointed, but I don't think we'll lose the fan base. If you know what I mean, I don't think they'll mm. go too crazy. I think they'll just go. League one is a tough league. in my opinion. I know where town, which we're massive and all that, but. There's some big teams in this division now and there's some really ambitious sides. Like, you know, Bolton with, you know, Stu's already mentioned, they just got promoted back into League One and they're not mucking about either. And, you know, Wigan, you know, Paul Cook's ne- nemesis now and uh, yeah. Liam <laughs> Richardson. But uh, there's a lot of teams there I feel could be fighting for that top six. So it's going to be an interesting season in League
1: One. Yeah, it was a mix, wasn't there? When we spoke to fans before the Dartford friendly, a lot of them did say oh, we have to get promoted. But, but there were also people... Uh, I think Carl and George we spoke to, uh, who basically just said, if we get promoted, great, obviously, but I just want to see a side that that plays exciting football and are up for the fight and um, don't shrink on the big occasions. So we shall see. I suppose a heroic defeat in in the playoff final wouldn't necessarily be... um, seen as as a total failure. Um, Martin, we've had a few questions about this to you. Sorry,
2: before we move on, I think it's just worth noting that sort of with Paul Cook, it's happened. It's tended to happen in season two for him. I think if you look at Chesterfield, Portsmouth, I think the Wigan title might've been in the first season there. I'll have to double check on that one, but um, managers will always talk about needing several windows and it can take time to sort of bed in their ideals and philosophies um so it will be interesting to see how much patience come from these new i think the owners as much as they've got big ambitions and they want things to happen yesterday let alone tomorrow there does seem to be an understanding from them that it could take a little bit of time and patience is is a horrible word that nobody wants to use or hear and we've heard it for too long at ipswich but if it, you know, as Ross says, there's ways that Ipswich could just miss out this season. But if there's a feeling that it's been a giant step in the right direction and things are, could come to a head next season, then then that would be easier to stomach, wouldn't it?
1: Mm. Um, We've got a few questions about this, Joey, so we may as well take the first one head on. Our old friend Martin says, how long until the chief football writer has his blue tick? Now, clearly, we know that Hutchie's got a blue tick. Someone else in this particular virtual room also has a blue tick now here we go <laughs> <laughs> might be me boys and unlike hutchie i'm not going to pretend that i didn't apply for it i did apply for it i'm the sort of person who likes stuff like that so i applied for it got it because i'm important um hutchie's still pretending that he didn't i wonder how long you'll keep that up and Stu, you're still insisting that you neither need nor want that blue tick
2: uh, no, I don't want it. I'm a man of the people. Uh I'm the people's journalist. Um, I stand with them. I don't need a fancy blue tick. So uh even if they offered it to me, I'll reject it. I've said that before and I'll maintain it. Rossi, you've got to get your blue tick now and then we can we can
0: No, I don't don't I don't think I need it, you know. Oh come get the, on. Get the King's of Anglia podcast, you know, verified first. Get out the blue tick. And then yeah. If you know.
1: Anyway, I I do have a blue tick, and unlike Kutchi, it will change me. So, boys, that's just the warning. Um, bunch of other questions. George Marriott asks, he's got greedy here. George, you've asked about seventeen questions in this. Um, he says, do we think we're definitely going to see four two three one as the main formation? We'll do our three strikers. Indicate a two striker system could be on the cards. Also, Kvy fitness situation. Do we think Burns has the nod ahead of Danassian at the position for the start of the season? Stewie, that's a lot of questions there. Um, do you want to pick one to answer? So he's asked about formation, 4-2-3-1. Is that definitely what we're going to see? Uh, do we have any update on KVY and his burns? I think,
2: going to play ahead I think of Cook's down? been pretty clear that he's completely wedded to 4-2-3-1. I think it went against every bone in his body to change the system when he came in. I think that was just him out of desperation searching for a formula um, that could get some points on the board and keep the, the playoff dream alive last season. It didn't happen and he made it pretty clear towards the end of last season, no longer will I be picking systems based on what suits personnel. Um, so it would be a huge U-turn for him to go back on that. But he has said now, having signed Piggott and um, Bond to compete with Norwood, that he can't rule out having two strikers on the pitch. Now, the wording of that, I thought, was important because it wasn't two up front. It was two strikers on the pitch. So um, we've seen in the Dartford friendly that Bond was kind of just dropping off a little bit from, from Norwood. He has played wide at, at times in his career, but I, I don't know if I'd necessarily be a fan of him being sort of shoehorned into the side in in a wide position. I think when t- Cook talks about having two on the pitch, I think he talks about sort of maybe in-game scenarios where Teams have parked the bus at Portman Road and, and you've got to find other ways to to break them down. So I'd be very surprised in short if we see Ipswich playing with a an out-and-out out two up front from the start that often this season.
1: We will see. Um, Mullet, our friend up north, um, wants to know, will there be a regular pod with Mark Ashton to assess the season and deliver the club's message directly to a wider range of fans? Or was that a one-off? Got a lot of very, very positive feedback on this, Stewie. It's one of the most listened things that we've ever done. You and Hutchie did an excellent sit-down interview with Mark Ashton. If you've not listened to that, do go back and listen to it because it's 38 minutes that you will enjoy. Um, I mean, we're pretty much always asking for interviews, aren't we, Stewie? So um, when we are granted them we will try and bring as, as many as possible. I mean, it would be nice yeah. to speak to Mark at regular intervals.
2: I'm sure we can, but we certainly don't have a monopoly on, on Mark doing interviews. And I'm sure he will be keen to speak to, to other outlets and he will want to do stuff directly with the fans. That's clear. He's, he's talked about having uh, regular fans forums in the diary that sort of win, lose or draw whatever's happening in the season that, uh, both he and other members of staff will be accessible directly to fans. Um, So that is something for supporters to look forward to. He has promised that that will will be the case, that engagement from the very top all the way down is going to remain the case. Obviously, it's one thing communicating with everybody at this moment in time, while it's a bit of a honeymoon period and um, we're out of the heat of battle of the season. But... You know, maintaining that through the season will will be uh, very important. And Mark's talked about being sort of consistent with his behaviours and he promises that um, keeping that open line of communication will remain the case regardless of what's happening on the pitch. So, um, yeah, I hope, hopefully we can do a few more ourselves as well.
0: Mm.
1: Just skipping forward, uh, Andrew B, friend of the show, Matt Thomas, Simon Weiss, Steve Wallers. Um, thanks for your questions. Not going to get to them today. Ian Ling wants to know which player, who we let go will we regret the most? Um, which is which is a good question. I'm going to start, boys, by going for maybe someone a little bit under the radar. I reckon Town releasing Tristan Nydam might come back to to bite them further down the line because I
2: think Tristan. You are shaking your head, Stewie. I do, you've just missed the golden opportunity to go with Aaron Drynan. I just, oh, of course, it's just, just dead to you immediately.
1: <laughs> what am I doing, boys? What am I doing? I've, oh, okay, I've answered it seriously. I think Tristan Niederm, obviously, Drynan is going to score thirty-five goals for Leighton Orient as well. Uh, <laughs> what are you saying,
2: boys? I think the player that will will go the furthest is is Flynn Downs. But saying that is one thing; regretting it is another. I just, uh, as we've said in previous podcasts, it just feels like the stars are not aligned anymore for for both club and, and player. There, so, but I think he's the one that. Perhaps in a few years' time, you think oh, if only we'd have kept hold of Flynn that little bit longer, could he have done what he's doing elsewhere with us? But um, he'll be the one I'll, I'll be saddest to see go, I would say. Rossi,
0: I've moved on, I've moved on, like, <laughs> they're, all, like uh, they're all dead to you now.
2: Yeah. Um, not, not even Guion, you, you the loyalty of you two, <laughs> I'm staggered. You just you've just moved on so quickly. Your affections are so fickle. It's all well, about it's
1: all, it's all about Rakeem the Dream for me now, and obviously the the, the crane train. I know Rossi's got his boy Macaulay born as well. So times change, don't they boys? Need to move on. <laughs> um, oh, someone's kicking off. <laughs> In the background,
2: we it's, it's summer <laughs> holidays now, so get get used to that.
1: <laughs> and with your new mic, we'll pick it all up, Stewie. Um James Gulk wants to know with the new away shirt being somewhat of an anti-climax, I think we'd all agree. Um, pick your favourite non-ITFC shirt that would have made a better away shirt for the coming season. Be creative, Roscoe. You went here last week when we talked about the new away shirt. I was thoroughly underwhelmed. What, what did you make of it?
0: Yeah, I think it's dangerous that I have notifications on for Richridge Town. So I think it came out. I was just just finished swimming. I looked and I went, "Oh, the away kits out!" Oh, and I was like, "Really? Is that it?" Yeah, that was my the that's
1: way- my my reaction exactly very very um, dull very dull
0: you know people say it's classy it's clean it's simple but eh, yeah, yeah. what
1: are you saying yeah. how about how about james question is there any other any other kits that you would you would like to see town
0: i don't i'm not I don't know. i'm know. not very good knowledgeable with kits it's probably better to ask the you know bono from the fan social and segs from the fan social because they're the ones who knows all about kits I don't really have that much knowledge. I only really know them when I see them on TV or in person. I don't go and do my search and stuff. So, yeah. Have you
2: seen, gentlemen, the Atletico Minero kit? No. It's a team in Brazil that they let the fans sort of uh, vote on the kit or have their say in the design of the kit. It's, um, I'm assuming this is the Away kit. Um, it's white. But it's got in the background the map of the state in which they're based, and it's a thing of beauty. Look it up. It's uh, it's it's had quite the reaction on um, on Twitter. I think it's Lecoq Sportif that have made the kit. It's got like a like a faded old map sort of thing in the background, and I'm just picturing imagine oh, yeah. like a, a, a county of Suffolk map in the background with a few names of of little villages and things like that. Um, I think that that could have been that could have been a beauty. That is very nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've also on on the kit point, I've also made it clear on many occasions. I'd love to have a pink away kit, um, which obviously never happened. I really like this next question from Amber Redmond. She wants to know what would the show be like if your wives, or in Rosky's case, girlfriend, took over for an episode. Uh, well, <laughs> I think I've got the only wife who's actually interested in football, boys. So I, I guess she'd have to take over as host i'm not sure what the uh what the rest of the chat would be about to be honest rossi stewie
2: i'd be very sweary if my wife was involved and be (laughs) very short on football content as well um i would probably come up with some sort of game where i would ask how far away is and then insert the name of the football club and she can sort of work out sort of what time are you going to be home by would be the sort of the name of the (laughs) <laughs> name of the quiz where are you today blackpool is that far yes um yeah there wouldn't be a lot of football chat that's yeah. for sure
1: what about sasha rossi
0: yeah she doesn't like she watched the, the euros just for you know so i can have, watch it with somebody but no, she has no interest in in football at all so yeah it will just be talking about yeah where you going this week you know and stuff like that it would just yeah I don't know, it could be it could be more interesting than what we've got to say, but you know.
1: Probably would be, let's be honest, boys. Um, my wife would would try and turn this into a Leicester City show. That's her side. So, um, and also more success to report on. So as you say, maybe more interesting. Um moving on, there's a few more questions we'll skip over. Tony Southgate wants to ask about Twitter. He's, he's trying to drive a wedge between us, boys. That's what he's trying to do, big Tony. Um Andrew asked about thoughts on Mark Ashton. We've talked about that before, very impressive individual. We'll see how that goes during the season. David Hunt. Stewie wants to know what should our walkout music be and goal music be for the season.
2: Ah, oh, see, I'm reluctant to get into this because you start to sound like I can't remember the guy's name, but the Sunderland Till I Die documentary. Have you <laughs> yeah. seen where they yeah. they're having the little brainstorming session? He's like, "Yeah, we need some uh, some Ibiza club vibes," and yeah. um, just start to sound very sound very uh, every every year of my 36 years of age, if I start talking about what music will will get get people pumped up, even just using phrases like that, I'm aware, <laughs> makes me just sound a bit old and decrepit. Um, Ross, you, you know stuff about music. What was the you question? I wasn't here. Yeah, Ross new, new, go, new entrance music for, for Ipswich. And goal music. <sighs> goal music can go in the bin.
0: Yeah, nah, not goal music, No. Um it needs to be just no Ed Sheeran. I'm sorry, I'm not having it. No Ed Sheeran songs. I know he says I knew sponsor and all that. I know he's a fan, but not for me. Just some pump up music, you just get you ready to and we've got American owners, so it needs to be proper show music, but I don't know one example. There's a few American football teams who've got some good ones, but I haven't got the name of the song. But there's some good pump up music, get ready for a game of football and yeah, the best,
1: the, best, the best walkout music in, in American sport for me is the Chicago Bulls theme, which is an absolute banger. I'm not sure it would work the same maybe at, at Ipswich Town, but hey, I don't know what Phoenix Rising have as a the walkout tune, but we, we'll see. Uh, all right, boys, where are we on this list of questions? John, big John Watson, leader of the Northern Battalion Covey Army, wants to know who's got the better beard, Roscoe or Mark Ashton? Uh, and I'm going to say, I'm afraid, Rossi. Mark Ashton's beard is far superior to yours, do you, you agree? Ashton's beard is is a thing of
2: wonder. Yeah, I mean Ross's is is longer. But I would say Mark's Mark's is clearly a bit more groomed. Ross yeah. is a bit more of a wild man, sort of. Um, sometimes, like what's the DiCaprio where he's out in the in the wilderness fighting bears? What's that film? <laughs> Revenant. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit. <laughs> it's a bit like that at times, Ross. Um, so, well, oh, it's a close one, but I'd have to go with Team Ashton, I'm afraid. Sorry, Ross.
0: <laughs> no, you no, don't need, need to apologise. To be fair, I, I agree with that. Um, it looks good when I had a haircut and when I get the first trim. It looks good for the first day or two, but then I then give up and try and to groom it because I'm just lazy. I just can't be asked. We know,
1: so. uh, you've already said on here that you don't, groom yourself which is obviously very much of a difference with with mark ashton who who clearly does to a a great degree still though ross take that because i'm sure that's going to be the only time in your life you're compared to uh, leonardo dicaprio so there's 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 a there's a minor win for you there um we have more questions here from brad uh friend of the show nigel g nhs hero just asked what's your latest food craving ross is a did you discover a new food while you were on holiday last week
0: no, I didn't discover new foods. I do like burritos, so I had one of those. I went to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant, but one thing I'm eating a lot is tropical fruit at the moment, so papaya <laughs> fruit and pineapples all together, mixed up. Papaya, there's two, there's the yellow and there's also orange. Yeah. So, um papaya fruit, love it.
1: Why what why particularly
0: now? Is it is it the weather or Possibly I've just never had it before. So and it's just it's so just addictive, you know. So have, I think it's not have, a bad addiction to have is Popeye fruit. Yeah. Have you tried mango? I don't like mango. Don't like you mango. don't
1: like mango? How, no, mango not just, like...
0: What? Not not what's, the, mango. what's not
1: to like about mango?
0: I don't know. It's just the texture of it. And it's just, for me, it hasn't got much flavour, really. What? I don't know. Maybe the mango I had wasn't good. So I'll have to maybe give it a try again.
1: You had a bad mango. Um, David F. wants to know. Uh, he's got a picture of some... Uh, it looks like a cross between Billy Connolly and Alexi Lalas. Um, I assume this is the, the play he references. Mister Kill Klein, um, not one I'm familiar with. He's no longer playing. And uh, Sonny Bradley's got an inexplicable love for Bedfordshire. What big hairy ass trademark Stuart Watson? Should we be looking for? That's a truly sexy signing of the summer, Stewie. If you, you um, of course predicted Joe Piggott's signing and your players that Town should be looking at. Have you got a, a central defender that you've got your eye on that you think Town should be in for?
2: With a hairy uh, arse, he's referring to Brian Kilcline, isn't he? he? Was the Coventry hard man of the the eighties with the long hair and tash? Uh, oh, a hairy ass centre back. I have no one springing to mind. I haven't got just sort of a list of hairy arsed players. Just
1: <laughs> I just have it off top of your head. Front headline. and
2: centre of my <laughs> mind. Um, let me let me stick it in the the data dashboard. And then yeah. when we reconvene for the next one, I'll see. I'll see what sort of uh, gets pumped out from the uh, from the results. Go and analyse your
1: hairy asked list. Um, what we need is is a brute with a, with a with a very hirsute ass. We've already decided that. Um, as a boom, I don't know how many times he won the Strike. Wasco, uh, he's not the current reigning champion, is he? But no. he, he wants to know if we had a time machine, what moment in time would you travel back to, Rossi?
0: Mm, but the problem with that, though, is what if you by accident kill an ant and then the whole history changes? So
1: the butterfly effect.
0: Butterfly effect. Yeah, like anyone would want to go and kill Hitler and all that. But won't go into that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like the you know Peaky Blinders days. You know, you know yeah. the 20th, you know nineteen twenties and stuff. So you can um, go
1: any anywhere in history. and You want to go back like a hundred years?
0: Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> vikings times vikings oh yes yeah. yeah
1: 793 Lindisfarne. when when the vikings yeah. first landed on yeah. these shores that would be interesting. I want to be the
0: vikings though. i don't want to be oh, the, yeah. the priest and all that you,
1: you definitely <laughs> want to be the vikings you don't want to be the the inhabitants of Lindisfarne. um yeah. i'm going to say boys i mean i should also stress there that if anyone's going back in time and is going to change the course of history by clumsily doing something it's almost certain to be you Ross. <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, got like a road trippy sort of fun film vibe about it sort of Ross going haplessly back in time and just creating sort of carnage <laughs> yeah. we, we kind of we flip backwards and forwards in time to see the sort of the real life effects as Ross kind of just breaks things and yeah. the knock on effects it's a bit it's kind of I'm thinking like dude where's my car type vibe to this film <clears throat> yeah. I'd pay to see that
0: yeah. will lose like precious <laughs> stuff as well. Like we got I'm like, oh I'm just gonna borrow this and then you yeah, never give it back and then like, oh, where's that gone? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think time wise, uh the obvious thing would be to go back and see dinosaurs, but that would probably be um fraught with peril. I'd love to see the Colosseum in Rome in action, um, because that would have been incredible back in the day. They could actually flood that thing and have sea battles there, which I find mental. Stewie, have you got any particular time periods you'd like to go to?
2: Uh, dinosaurs would be the obvious one, wouldn't it? Dude, I did bloody love dinosaurs when I was a kid, so I'll have, to, I'll have to go with that. Is there a particular
1: dinosaur you'd most want to see, Stewie? What was your favourite? Was it the old T-Rex, the classic? Um,
2: I would. No, I, was, I would say I was more of a Stegosaurus, man. Yeah? Yeah.
1: It's, it's a bit left field. What, what did you like about the Stegosaurus? The, the, the heavily uh, the,
2: the, yeah, heavily armoured, the tail with the spikes on. Was that Stegosaurus? I think it was, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. What was the, the other one? The Ankylosaurus, wasn't it? That had the uh, the ball for a tail as well with Spike. Anyway, I'm digressing, boys. This is an Ipswich Town podcast if you just tuned in. Um, Louis, King Louis, wants to know, uh, given we're in a heatwave, which ice cream best represents each of the new signings? Uh, Lee Evans is, is, a, is a classic vanilla, isn't he? But he's, 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 the, he's the Madagascan vanilla pod vanilla. I mean, real good vanilla. Can we agree, boys, first of all, what's the best ice cream flavour? If you say anything other than rum and raisin, you're a cretin.
2: I uh, do like rum and raisin. Yeah. I don't know if I'd necessarily put it top top of the list. It's definitely a go-to.
0: Um, I'm a, a sort of caramel man. Sort of caramel. Luxury. Yeah.
1: Nice. Um, I'm not sure I can come up with eight ice cream flakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: I would see. I was on the, on the vanilla tip, I was thinking vanilla is the safe option. A Mr. Whippy with a flake, that's just your safe go to option, isn't it? And I think if you're looking for safe, I'm thinking safe hands. Okay. You want safe hands, goalkeeper. You want the safe option. So Vaclav Hadke has got to be a Mr. Whippy for me. Safe, but in a good way. That's about as far as I've got with my thought process. I'll be completely honest with you. I had another one. Wes Burns has got to be a rocket. For obvious reasons. Yeah. He's fast.
1: Yeah, like it. Um Mr. Whippy ice cream, by the way. Massively underrated. Fantastic ice cream. Just because it's you can get it everywhere, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Delicious. Invented by Margaret Thatcher, of course. Um we'll move on, boys, because I can't think of eight ice cream flavours, I don't think. Uh,
2: I'd started to go down a real sort of uh, contrived route here that was something that was good back in the day has faded and and sort of is now coming back again um which some of these players have obviously done drop down the levels and come back vianetta that was quite oh. big back in the day uh, be- i don't know i don't know if vianetta's making a comeback and can be strong again but
1: Vianetta used to be like a special thing in my household if we had a Vianetta, we were we were really living that was like a special thing um so maybe dating myself there with that uh let's try and find an interesting town question or two to to finish on um where are we richard jackson wants to know how much of portman road do you expect to be tidied up before the start of the season um, he says, hopefully the plants in the roof stay because they add some colour. <laughs> um, we know Ashton has made Portman Road looking better. He said on day one, he said he wants when when fans to come back, they, he wants them to see changes at Portman Road, Stu. Uh, clearly, that has started with the the things we talked about, the new mural going up and various other little bits and bobs. There's not a lot major they can do, is there, given the time frame, I guess it would just be given like a a spick and span and a bit of a facelift and made to look like someone actually cares about it for the first time in a while.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking back at the quotes from the Mark Ashton interviewer. He talked about small things happening like car park lines painted, windows cleans, bird mess removed, etc. But Mm. he does go on to stress, I'd love to be able to say to the fans that when they walk out for the first game, it's all going to be perfect, but it's not. So I think most people understand that there's only so much you can do in this, this first summer. I think that the main thing is that those visuals that we've talked about along the Cobalt stand just makes a massive difference. Um, And then the bigger things like potentially a big screen, which I know that there was discussions about happening for a long time, but even before this takeover happened, Marcus Evans was looking into that and um, replacing big sections of seats and those sort of bigger issues. And the pitch itself needs a, a deep renovation, which obviously, um, has to happen sort of between seasons. So that won't won't happen, you would imagine, until next summer. Um, stuff like that will obviously happen sort of further down the line, you imagine.
1: Yeah, the other thing that Ashton and, and clearly the American owners are, are going to be really big on is, is general match day experience, which clearly, again, is a big thing in American sports, the match day experience. is tends to be so much better than in English sports. So, uh, even on, on day one, Ashton was talking about little things like making sure the beer is cold and the food is is warm and it's good food. Um, little things like that which which hopefully will be uh, will be looked at Um one more question then we'll take from FPL Tractor this is one for you really if clubs submit a transfer bid for a player is there a special form they have to fill in can they just agree in negotiations over the phone slash video call first or is that to do with alerting the player How, is there a a, for, a kind of format for these things Stewie that you're aware of
2: I guess there becomes a formal process towards the end I don't think I'm speaking out of turn in saying that a lot of this stuff is all done on the quiet before it gets to the formal stage. Clubs don't just suddenly drop a a transfer bid out of nowhere and then just wait for an email to reply. This is all done sort of, uh, if you're going to be investing a lot of money into a a player or a transfer, you make sure that certain ducks are in a row first before it gets to the, the formal stage. Everybody does it. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to see. I mean, people still talk about faxes being used, don't they, in football? Faxes. Who owns a,
1: who owns a fax
2: machine? <laughs> Do they still exist? They were still talking about, like, deadline day, waiting for, the for, like, the fax to come through <laughs> from, like, the Football League to, to rub a stamp a deal. Yeah. Um,
1: There's this new thing called email, boys. Check it out. Look at it. Use it. <laughs> fax is uh, kind of obsolete now. But, yeah, interesting. Roscoe. Um, that brings us to the end of Mailbag. You've got to go out. How are we doing for time? Because you've got a strike up your sleeve as well, haven't you?
0: Yeah, well, fine. I've just got to just run through all this strike. So um, let's get right into
1: it. Let's deep dive into the strike first time for a while. Intro, please.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of The
2: Strike.
0: Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer, Ross. Oh, we missed that intro. I hope you've missed it as well. Let's get into it then, boys. It's Mark Keith, Stuart Watson. Let's see who wins the strike this week. So, eight questions for you, and it's based around the eight signings so far. So, question one. Is on Wesley Burns. Now, I'm going to bring the question up for you. So um, if you can't you know, understand my Suffolk accent, if you're watching on video, you'll see the question. Oh, look at Liz this. Wes Burns had multiple loan spells during his time at Bristol City, with one of them in Scotland, but for which team? So let me get the option up quickly. Da-da-da-da. Was it Motherwell, Aberdeen, or St Johnston? Uh...
1: I've got absolutely no idea, Uh, so I'm going to say
2: Aberdeen. Okay. Uh, I don't actually know this. I don't think. I think Andy wrote the profile piece on Wes Burns. Um, I probably would have said Aberdeen, but I'll go. I'll go different, just to uh, to keep it interesting. I'll say St Johnston.
0: Should have gone Aberdeen. It's Aberdeen. Yeah, come on. So one 0 2 he, feet I'm going to bring up the score there, though, if you want. stu zero. Oh, look, look at these developments, oh, yeah. Roscoe. Almost, almost professional now. Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> Until I um, get something wrong. Uh, question yeah. two is on the dream. Rakeem Harper. We found out his middle name is Jordan, so that won't be the question. Um, but, yeah, he scored his first professional goal for West Brom in 2019. But Who was it against now? Was it against? Now, three of these sides, Town will be playing this season. League One. It's Rotherham, Bolton, or Wigan. Who uh, was it against? It was a two-one Siri, win.
1: Suey, do you want to go first? We'll take it in turns to go first.
2: Sorry, Rotherham, who Bolton
0: and w- or Wigan?
2: Um, I think it's, I think it's Rotherham.
1: I'm going to say Wigan just to be different.
2: It's Rotherham.
0: Ah, oh, there we go. There
2: we go. Okay. One, one.
0: Question three is on my boy, Macaulay Bon. Which month is Macaulay Bon's birthday? Now We've got a,
2: vi- we got a visitor. It's <laughs> the arm.
0: Oh, what is this? There we go. Look. What's
1: that? No, she's
2: she's trying to hide.
1: This is unbelievable. <laughs> for, those, for those not no watching, no conferring. The video, no conferring. For those not watching on video, Stu's, I assume that
2: was your missus. Stu's just walked in and, and brought you lunch. Is that what you got there? Uh, I've got a little sausage roll here. A cool. uh, little sausage roll and some juice. Someone's doing all right, aren't they? Is that just a snack or is that lunch? Uh, that'll be lunch, yeah. Lunch,
1: nice. Uh, we digress. What month is Macaulay Bond's birthday? Uh, were there options or are we just guessing?
0: I'm just going to guess.
1: I'm going to say McCauley Bond was born in March. Mm-hmm.
2: May
0: You're both wrong. It's October. Ah
2: oh, oh
0: well. one one. Oh it's tense. Now, question four is on Vaclav Halanki. <laughs> Where are you putting the N? <laughs> uh, oh Halanke. Hladki. There's
1: oh, no there's no Nakley Hladkey. Hackley. Ah Hladkey. Had no, I don't know
0: no. how <laughs> many clean sheets did he keep in 119 199 games? So, this is for all of these clubs he's played for his whole Once career. Once again, yeah, whole career.
1: Uh, I reckon he kept 46 clean sheets. Okay, oh, I'm gonna go higher than that.
2: I'll say 69, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's 64. Oh. Stu gets the point. It's now 2-1, Stu. Still time. Still time. Now, how much do you know about Lee Evans? Loads. Question five is on how many caps has Lee Evans won for Wales, senior level? Uh,
1: Well, Stu, I think I know this, so do you want to go first? I'll I'll do
2: you now. Yeah. Uh,
1: 11... I think it's four. It is four. Yeah,
0: come on! Four. There we go. Two-two. It's Desmond time. Very different approaches in our celebrations here, Stu. (laughs) (laughs) Question six is all about Matt Penny and his middle name. What is Matt Penny's middle name? Which (laughs) Three options. Is it Lee, Luke, or Liam? Liam from Crew, of course
2: uh of course
0: <laughs> uh
1: i think it's my turn to go first isn't it i'll go luke
2: um he sounds like a luke just looks like a luke but i can't go the same can i you can if you want uh, no i'll go lee and
0: yeah, you should have done the same it's luke i
2: uh, knew it yeah.
0: so three, two, feet going into question seven with joe piggott he began his career at which London club? Was it Millwall, Leighton Orient or Charlton?
1: Began his career. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, it's your turn to go first, isn't it, Stuart? I think mm, I do know it though, so.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm tempted to say Charlton, but I, can't, I don't know if he began his career there. Uh, I'm going to say Leighton Orient.
2: That's Charlton.
0: It is challenge. Three three. Final question. <laughs> oh, here we go then. Here we go. For all this the bananas. This can be the tiebreaker then. And it is on good old Scotty Fraser. Once again, he began his career in Scotland because he's Scottish. But for which club? Was it Dundee United, Hearts, or Kilmarnock? Well, Stu knows this because he's written a pre he's written a profile oh. of him.
1: Oh. Dundee United, Kilmarnock, or Hearts. I suppose I've got to go first, haven't I? Because you know the answer, Stewie. Uh, there's tension here. I really don't want to lose this. I feel like I've come too far. Um, you can't uh, lose
2: it from that winning position. You've lived the whole way through. Don't gonna, bottle it.
1: I'm going to say Kilmarnock.
2: Oh, he's bottled it. Oh. He's bottled it. It's Dundee United. It is Dundee. And Stew
0: wins. Oh, so there dear. we go. Oh. what well on Stu. Stew.
1: There we go. And he celebrates with a sip of juice like a, a badass Don. There we oh, go. There we go. Look at well, this. We've, um, got, we've got graphics and everything. Tremendous. we got
0: graphics. You know, the budget for us. now. I've got no effects or anything. you just got a bit of a bar there. But uh, as Stu takes of his um, sausage roll, over to you, Barry. Barry Cotter.
2: Hi, guys. Barry Cotter here. That was another edition of The Strike with producer Ross. Tune in next week for another edition of The Great Quiz Show.
1: The Taste of Victory, Stuart Watson munching a sausage roll. Uh, boys, that brings us to the end of today's show. Um, it's been a slightly different one today with the mail bag and, and the uh, the strike returning and, and maybe a bit light on the old news. But um, I'm sure normal service will be resumed when town start making signings again. Uh, anything else to mention, boys, before we take our leave? Stuart, are you enjoying that sausage roll?
2: Not any sausage roll. A Greg sausage roll, my friend. Oh. Winning. No other business.
1: Who do you think you are? P Diddy? Um, Roscoe, what have you? Have you got anything to to, to mention? Oh, tracks of girls talk. Mention that.
0: Yes, um, fixtures are out for those teams. I found out who I'll be travelling to on a Sunday after the men's game. Luckily, the Plymouth game is a double header, so I'll have a nice weekend in Devon watching the men on the Monday, uh, Saturday, and then the women on the Sunday. Um, Page Peak second pro deal for the women's setup, which is once again a massive news. And uh, yeah, there we go.
1: Yep, go back and listen to that. It's a, it's a good new show on the KOA channel. Obviously, follow us across all the social medias. Kings of Anger on YouTube, please, because we're pushing YouTube. We lots of video content on there, exclusive stuff. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And also, remember to support KOA sponsors, Manscaped.com. Use the code KOA at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. And there's some new clobber coming out, so make sure you're first to get that with the KOA code. Um, in terms of the rest of the week, boys, uh, time off, etc. we may or may not be back this week, maybe back on Friday potentially if Town do make a signing. But if not, we'll be back next week after that first friendly. Alex, Rich Town, Crystal Palace will be great to have fans back in the ground. Do enjoy that if you are going. Have a great rest of the week, a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next time. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon. Head to channel archon